Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tribune Audio Network. And now, The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your SCORE Podcast, playoff edition for the Illinois side of the river, talking high school football in the first round of the playoffs on a Monday night with Corey Cuffler, Celia Palermo, Matt Randazzo, and the one and only Brian Stocking here as well. Um, I'm going to hope to get through this thing. This, uh, Yeah, this cold's getting me pretty good. I'm but be, I'm ready to roll. I'm, I'm talking be, high school football, so I'll be fine. And I'm going to be telling how many times your voice cracks. I know, and I'm excited to finally, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to finally go through puberty. It's <laughs> been a long time coming. Yeah, you exactly. hit 40, and it's finally time. Yeah, exactly. It's time to do this. So, um, Boy, Saturday night was a lot of fun. We figured out who's playing where and all the great matchups. And, and, and there's some intriguing matchups. There's some tough road games in, in round one. We'll break them all down for you here over the next uh, 35, 40 minutes. Yeah, and the one thing that I noticed on Saturday night was the first time that I can remember in, in forever, uh, and I've been in the area now for 20 years doing this, we have four number one seeds going into the playoffs. We've had wow. we've had one or two here, here and there, but never four all in the same year. It's pretty pretty impressive, and it says a lot about how good a football good football is in our area. And all four of those teams could be making very long runs into the into the state playoffs. So you look at Anawan Weathersfield, Knoxville, Princeton, and Sterling, and they could all make long runs uh, towards DeKalb. Yeah, there's a lot of great games to get to. <clears throat> we'll start at the top. We'll start um, with Moline, um, and we've kind of talked about them a lot this year, a team that expected probably to be playing a home playoff game when the season started. They've been through ups and downs. They've had plenty of on-the-field and off-the-field um, obstacles to kind of get through, and they've done that, and they've gotten to where they got into the playoffs. And, and guys, I know that they're the 5-4 the and four team going on the road to take on a very, very good Willowbrook team on Friday night, but this team comes in with plenty of momentum because they've played in the postseason now this year for two weeks, they've been have they've had must-win games, and this is not your typical five and four football team. No, they've survived several tests in which they absolutely had to win to move further, and it's just definitely going to be interesting to see how they handle yet another road test and if they can survive. We talked about uh, Moline getting into the playoffs as a five and four team. It's kind of a it's a scary team. They should technically be seven and two, outside of you lose players and you lose games because of whatever, all the issues they've had. So this is almost like a 7-2 and two team making the playoffs, so it's not your typical 5-4. and four. Kind of the same situation when Moline played at Mount Carmel a few years ago. They, were not a, they weren't a 5-4 and four team and came in and, and beat Moline pretty good. So if I'm Willowbrook, I'm not overlooking Moline at all. They're healthy. Uh, they look good the last two weeks um, with everybody back on the field, especially in the Quincy game. Uh, this is a scary good team that if they go on the road and things work out the way they can for them, they have a chance of winning this game. Wait, wait they, beat, they beat Quincy? Yeah. I didn't think you, you, told, me they, you told me they weren't going to do that. 
<laughs> and remember Quincy that? Forty-eight twenty-one. Yeah, and Quincy wow, failed they me. hammered them. No, Moline uh -huh. just proved that they were better that night. Here's the but thing. With the me. bus trip. The bus trip. <laughs> yeah, they said on Twitter. I know. Did you see it on Twitter? That was great. Through Dodge City. <laughs> and when I went to McDonald's after I left uh, the station on Friday night, their bus was pulling up at uh, in front of Moline High School. At Coolidge there, yeah. Yep. And I hope they said stocking. No, I was on. driving home. I, I was eating my uh, McDonald's French fries. So what'd you get? What'd you get at McDonald's uh, that night? Yeah. I got French fries, large French fries, large Coke, and a plain cheeseburger. Nice, I like it. All right, give us your stats um, for Moline. The thing I think that is most impressive is their defense is getting well. As at the same time, their offense is healing. You look at their uh, defense: two pick sixes against Quincy. That helped turn the momentum and the tide. They had 349 yards rushing against Quincy. Caden Dreyfurst had over 200 yards and two touchdowns. Abubakar Barry had almost... Uh, you nailed it! You nailed it! After 10 weeks, we finally <laughs> get it. Uh, the, I mean, as a team, they had over 300 and they had 349 yards rushing plus two pick sixes. You know, that, that shows a team that is getting well at just the right time. So Villa Park is 8-1 and one going into the playoffs. But looking at their schedule, there is only one team, well, two teams technically, 6-3, and three, New Lenox, Providence Catholic, and then Downers Grove South at 5-4 and four are the only teams that are over 500 on their schedule. So, yeah. I mean, that, that, again, bodes well for Moline. They haven't really been tested, Villa Park. And I'm not saying they're not a good team. They just haven't been tested. Um, their closest game would have been 14-7 to New Lenox Providence. Again, they lost in week one. So they've won eight straight. Wow. I mean, but that's <clears throat> from the outside looking in. Yeah, you can hear that a lot. Are you, are you counting? <laughs> <laughs> that was that's more. Of a, that was more of a cough instead of a yeah, crack. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you, you look at this football game, and it's it's a winnable game on paper for Moline, and that's not usually the case when you're a five and four team going on the road for your first round playoff game. It'd be really interesting to see what they're going to do. And like I mentioned, they're playing their best football, and they they've they've had to win the last two weeks. So those big games and those big situations, they're now used to. We'll see if that continues this week on that the road. Pressure, yeah. yeah, on the road at Willowbrook, um, Friday night at 7 p.m. This is Moline's 25th playoff game all time. They're 4-20 and 20 in the playoffs. Why do you have to be so negative? I just... You're always he's bringing just us an, down. He's just bringing stats up that just... <clears throat> man, stock, come on. I, I'm just bringing up a stat that is astounding because... With all the success that well, Moline... they play in 7A. Can, yeah, I, can I tell you that when I was in high school, I think they only made the playoffs <laughs> once? That doesn't mean anything right now for and these Cup guys. And Cup was there for like seven years. I was. I was on the 10-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, with all the success that Moline has had, you would think that one year they would be able to sure. break through the quarterfinals, and that hasn't happened. It's tough, though. I know it's yeah. tough. Yeah. I'm not it's saying tough. it's easy, seven but... Um, let's move on to 6A and a good matchup for Rock Island. Um, they go on the road at Dunlap and kind of a surprising matchup because I think everyone, when Alleman, when, when Rock Island beat Alleman, they figured, okay, they're going to be at home. They're at 7-2. They're going to get our home playoff game. And it's a really good atmosphere at Rock Island. That's not the case come Saturday. They go on the road to Dunlap. Went over to Rock Island today, and, and uh, these guys are really feeling confident heading into the postseason. They've been playing some really good football. Um, Dunlap has and Rock Island have played some similar opponents. On Dunlap beat Galesburg twenty-one to seven. 
They also beat Metamora 10-7. That was in a last-second field goal for, for Dunlap to win the game. You look at that on the converse side, on the other side of it, Rock Island kind of handled Metamora pretty easily. Um, it was a little bit of a closer game against Galesburg. Obviously, right. but came back a, to win that game yeah, and yeah, in overtime. Those are, those are, those are um, conference games and, and conference foes, so you expect closer games in those kind of games as well. So two similar opponents, and, and Rock Island's just playing really good football right now, and, and we've talked about that defense throughout the season. They probably put together their best performance coming uh, last Friday night to hold Alleman, who's been playing really good football, to just 12 points. Um, really impressive for Rock Island, and we'll see what they do. Two o'clock start um, Saturday down in Dunlap. The biggest thing with Rock Island right now is they are trending the right way as far mm-hmm. as Absolutely. as far as their play on the field. Early in the year, they were a lot of times they would get down into the opponents end of the end zone or end end of the field down to the twenty or inside, and they would uh, end up penalties or whatever would would knock them back and get them out of either field goal range or even have a chance to to uh, get a touchdown there. So they're trending the right way. They've started to clean those things up. Dunlap, though, is just two years removed from uh, making the state championship game and where they got second in the state, I want to say to Joliet Catholic, it might have been who, or no, Chicago Phillips. They played Chicago Phillips. That was the year that Sterling lost to Chicago Phillips in the semifinals. Um, So they're only two years removed. They're seven and two. Uh, They did lose their last game of the season, though. So that's one thing to, to consider. Uh, as they go into the playoffs against uh, Dunlop and Rock Island. After the first three Western Big Six games, we weren't sure how Rock Island was going to go because they had been gashed and gouged by Moline, Gee, UT, Christmas. and Sterling. Negative Nelly. They were 3-3 three and three going into Geneseo. They blocked two field goals to win at Geneseo to turn their record to 4-3 and three because, remember, we said the loser of that Rocky Geneseo game, both of them were 3-3. Three and three. The loser would probably be out. No, you said they were in mortal danger. Yes, said I said they were in mortal down. danger. They were 4-3. and three. Then, the Ro- then the Moline game gets turned to their favorites, so they're 5-2. and two. They go down to Quin- they host Quincy, throttle Quincy's run game like they did against Geneseo, 6-2. and two. Last week against Allman, they held Nate Sheets to under 100 yards rushing. They're 7-2. Their, def- their run defense has gotten exceptionally stronger, and if that continues, they could have the, they have the makings – to possibly have a nice little run towards DeKalb. Yeah, and they still do that quarterback by committee thing. They have two really good quarterbacks. Devin Swift played really good against Alleman. Eli Reese has flashed this year as well and been really good. So that 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 two quarterback system of who's playing the best and who's practicing the best and all that kind of stuff, working for Rock Island, they started the season a young team. They got a really group good group of seniors, especially leadership wise. But th- there's a lot of youth on this team, and they've had good experiences. Those that youth has gotten older, and I know they don't technically become, you know, sophomores don't become juniors, juniors don't become seniors until next year. But you got to feel like after nine games and yeah. and the, the grind that they've been through, these these kids are grown up and they they're athletic. They got tons of speed. They got plenty of talent. It's going to be interesting to see what this Rock Island team does. The the draw doesn't get any easier because most likely waiting for Rock Island if they win is a home game most likely with East St. Louis. And they, I, they might be coming off a bye because of the yeah. Chicago public right. school thing. Right, and, and they, from what I'm hearing, East St. Louis may be one of the best teams in the state. You know, just top to bottom, they've got so many Division One recruits on that team. So that that East St. Louis team, let, uh, let, 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 let's let him be pretty negative. Good. We'll be just, we'll, we'll stay positive. The other thing, from what I'm hearing with the Chicago public school mess, is that... What are that you hearing? 
is that if are you, you reading when you read paper you when you read, read paper I, so you're not hearing I'm you're reading, reading reading and hearing okay um <laughs> that but some of the i guess that, he hears it when he reads it out well, loud right well when mother stockpile reads to <laughs> no, him i don't <laughs> she doesn't read it to me uh she stopped doing that when i was like four um teen you wish <laughs> yeah i went to, i went to riverdale not you know but anyway were you gonna bash the pioneers no i was gonna bash whatever college you went to oh st ambrose whatever oh, that's fine. i didn't know whether <laughs> you went to iowa or ambrose. okay go focus but anyway um th- what is appearing could happen is if you are playing a chicago school who has to forfeit due to the strike if you were supposed to play them at home it counts as a home game if you play it we're supposed to play them on the road it will count as one of your road games so some of these schools may not even get a home game. They're like a top seed if they have to play, you know, because the forfeit. I think they'll take the forfeit win and, and get another week to get healthy. So, But the yeah. thing is, is that that strike has to end by, by Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, they have to be on the field if Wednesday. Th- yeah, they have to be on the field on Wednesday. Um, so it's a 2 o'clock start and down, and I figured somebody else would talk since I'm barely holding on, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, All you have to do is move us on to the next yeah, game. Yeah, Tuesday, or it's a Saturday game, 2 o'clock, Dunlap and Rock Island will have coverage on a busy Saturday. It's going to be a busy Friday and Saturday here on WQAD. Um, moving on to 5A, um, no surprise, Sterling is one of the top teams in the uh, in the state. They're a number one seed. They get a home game on a Friday night. They will take on Chicago Heights Marion, and is that a game what? there might not be a game because of the teacher strike. Yes. That that very well could be. And that would count as a home game for sh- for Sterling. Yes. That would stink. Yeah. Cuz that environment and they're going to house this team anyway. Well, right. they want to come and play or not. Yeah, so I mean so I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it, it's a, it's a chance to get healthy. Yeah. You I know, guess I, I mean, I understand what you're saying is yeah, it stinks you don't get to play in the first round, but you're also winning in the first round, yeah. you're on to the second round. Without, so. you know, risking a, any injury at the same time. Right, you know? so. yeah. So, I mean, But that that northern half, as I mentioned last Friday, yeah. it is stacked. They If they win, they would either get Chicago, St. Rita, which is not part of the strike. St. Rita is hey, not. I know people that go to St. Um, Rita, or that went to. Yeah, they're, like, associated with my high school in California. So I actually went to a conference with a bunch of kids from St. Rita. Look at that. Random. Wow. Very random. Anyhow. Um, and then, obviously, Chicago Peyton <laughs> is in that. But, again, Peyton would have to forfeit. forfeit out if they don't play this week, which is too bad because they're the highest scoring team in the state in Class 5A. And then you've got Rockford Boylan, uh, who's the number two seed in that in that half there, as well as Lombard Montini. So that that top half of uh, Class Five A. Man, the live. Yeah, I'm looking if, at it now. If, if you get through there and you get to that's your championship <laughs> bracket. That's no doubt your championship bracket. And I believe your championship team has come from the north side. I think the last three or four years in Class Five A. Rochester's down on the bottom side, so they're up to which, 5A now. Which, that's that, that's a good thing. Finally. It's the first year they've been bumped up to 5A. They yeah. won they won like four or five straight in Class 4A, and then they yeah. didn't make it, but now they're back, and they should be in 5A. They should have yeah, been in 5A a long time ago. They, they can do what they want. Rochester in their last 42. They're a public school. They're a public school. They can do whatever. Rochester, their last 42 sure playoff games the, are 42. All, all those kids come from the Rochester area, I'm sure. They've just been really talented for the last... Decade I think Springfield football. has open enrollment too. So yeah, that's, that's, yeah, it, ding, that's all ding, it is. Ding, 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 that's ding, all ding. it is. But <coughs> Rochester in their last forty-two playoff games is forty and two. Yeah, amazing. Um, but you look at Sterling, and Sterling has won their last five first-round games. Schlemmer at Sterling is five and one in the first round. They're seven and three in their last ten playoff games. So if you take that stat and tie it to the fact that they're thirty-five and one 
in the regular season. In all games, regular season and playoffs the last four years, they are 42-4, and four, wow. which is just unreal. I mean, this is something that you, don't, that you see once a generation. So as far as Chicago Heights, Marion, I was trying to find some stats on them real quick, but I clicked on the wrong. Uh, <laughs> Come on! Clicked on the clicked on the wrong link. Of course, um, I will get there though. For Sterling, it's their twelfth unbeaten season of all time, and Cooper Willman against Galesburg, two hundred and seventy-nine total yards, four total touchdowns, one hundred and fifty-four of those were passing. That is the fourth time this season he's had over hundred passing and rushing. So Chicago Heights, Marion. Um, Played teams like Lyle Bennett, who played Moline. They lost to Lyle Bennett, 38-15. Um, other than that, they played St. Rita, Chicago Leo, St. Ignatius. How'd they do against St. Rita? St. Rita, they lost, lost. big 55-7. to So they're 5-4 and four coming in. Uh, when they've won, they've scored a lot of points. When they've lost, they've given up quite a few points. So uh, the other, other one would have been Woodstock Marion. They lost that game as well. So... Uh, your 5-4 and four team, a, a game here that Sterling should have no, no trouble with. They're not looking at it that way, obviously, but uh, a, a team that they should not have any problem with. And then as I look at this, I don't think they would have to forfeit. Uh, I think they're, just, they're, out, they're not part of the public schools, and that's what it is. It's, it's a public school strike, yeah. and they're not part of the public schools. So Chicago Heights, Marion, and Sterling will play Friday night. Um, I'm not sleeping over here, I promise. Um, over in, we'll move on to 4A, because 4A... Um, so, hold on, what did you just say? Chicago House is not part of the public schools. No, they're not part okay. of the public schools. Yeah. You weren't sleeping. No, I was, kind of. <laughs> In 4A, congratulations to Kiwani. They picked up a big victory. We didn't talk about them on the score reacts, but they, they knock off um, um, Hall oh, in a comeback oh. fashion to, to win. So they finished the season 6-3, and three, I believe. Yes. Um, and they, th- in the process, they, they gain a, a home game. They're a Saturday home game against Chicago Ag and Science. So um, congratulations to the Boilermakers. They've been impressive all year. Um, plenty of athleticism on that team as well, and we'll see what the Boilermakers can do in 4A. Go Chicago, ahead, Act, uh, Chicago Ag Science, though, would have to forfeit. That is to, true. To, yes. quen- to Kiwani. And for Kiwani, you look at uh, their, the way they played this year. They've done it in all, they've, uh, they've, excelled, they've excelled in special teams. In fact, um, the new coach, uh, Brad Swanson. Brad Swanson, the first drill he ran was a punting drill. And that was they. W- that's what they did the first day. Was had kids learn how to punt and that. And what? Were happen- you at practice? No, I I uh, read this. Oh, okay. I did my re- I do I do my homework. I know, I know you do homework. And but the way uh, you, the way you say it, it sounds like firsthand knowledge sometimes. And Kavion Russell was punting against Hall, pinned Hall Come deep. Come on. Hall was making a cup made a couple of uh, special team errors. Kiwani pounced on that, and that's what uh, propelled them to the victory. Will Bruno has been a sensation this year and a re- revelation. Two touchdown passes. Kevon Russell, uh, TD rush, TD reception. He's been outstanding the whole year. I mean, this is a Kiwani team that, with a break or two, could make a nice little run to, uh, towards DeKalb. Yeah, with them having to play Chicago Ag and Science, who's a 6-2 and two team because uh, they, had, they got a forfeit win from Chicago Urban Prep. And then Chicago or they did not play that game because of the strike. Uh, so they're only six and two, which is why they're not they don't have nine games under their under their belt. But again, if they uh, don't get that strike figured out, they're not gonna be playing at all. So it doesn't really matter. So uh, but the other day Kiwani looked good. They really did. Um, 
even though they got down early, seven nothing. Uh, by the time I had walked out of the uh, uh, off the field there and back to the car, they were scoring a touchdown, which is how it always wor- seems to work. But uh, they came back. They were down early and ended up coming back to win that game on Saturday. It was kind of a sloppy field with the rain and everything coming down. But it, they're good, and they have a lot of pieces. Like, like you said, they could, they could make a nice little run here. And uh, their second-round game, they would be at Cole City because Cole City is playing the first three. The Colers. They would be playing the first three-win team ever to make the Illinois State playoffs, Chicago Urban Prep at Bronzeville. Which just, that, that gets me. That bothers me that finally a team below 500 actually made the playoffs in Illinois. Th- that far below 500. Well, yeah, exactly. Too. And they obviously they're part of that strike, though. So Cole City could be getting a first round, and a lot of people are already picking Cole City to win the whole thing. So that's how good Cole City is this year. I think if, if with a break or two, Kiwan, he's got enough impact players to give Cole City a very big scare, if not the game. A game. Um, let's move on to 3A because 3A has two local teams, and and we'll start with the number one ranked, number one seeded team, uh, Princeton. <clears throat> They've been fantastic this entire season. Eight and one, just one loss this season. It came back in week three, I believe, against Newman, in which they week led twenty-one ten at one point, and then they came back in week uh, two. Week two. I said, I thought you said, look at you. No, <laughs> no. I thought he was like no. giving me a compliment, but no, he's correcting me. But uh, anyways, Never. yeah, weird. So um, Princeton's been really good. Obviously, Rondé Worrells is 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 the, the the main attraction there. But their their quarterback Gibson's been really good. Their defense has been underrated because we're going to talk about the yeah. forty plus points they put up. Non, I mean, they've just been a machine. But the defense has been really good as well. Princeton's put things together really nicely. Coach Pearson does a fantastic job. They get a uh, home game on Friday night. Um, I'm trying to figure out who it's against. North Boone. North Boone. Papa North Boone. Boone. Yep. On, 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 a, on, on uh, Friday night. So um, we'll see what Princeton can do on Friday. Um, you look at Princeton, they are 8-1. and one. They have the best record in the northern bra- half of the brackets. In the southern half of the 3A brackets, there are four teams that are 9-0. and oh. But this Princeton team could hang with them. They've got, they've got the running game in Rondé Worlds. They've... Their passing game has been growing by leaps and bounds. Tyler Gibson had four touchdown passes against Erie Prophetstown on Friday night. And they've got um, the school's leading receiver um, also, the all-time leading receiver this year this, uh, for, uh, for Princeton. This Princeton team, and their defense is outstanding, this Princeton team could be standing on the other side of the field on that last uh, Friday of the season against a team that is 9-0 from the south. They are, they are pretty good. Um, <laughs> we, we have seen what Worlds can do all year. The team they're playing, Poplar Grove, North Boone, 5-4. and four. They did play in the uh, Big Northern, which is where Rock Falls plays. They did play Rock Falls and beat Rock Falls 48-12. to They won three straight. They had the stretch there in the middle where they lost four. But they're, they're in a conference where, okay, they lost to Genoa Kingston, playoff team. They lost to Byron, probably one of the best teams in Class 2A or, and they're or 3A. In, and they're in the south bracket, I think. No, By- they're in the north By- bracket. Byron's in the north bracket, yeah. yeah. And then Stillman Valley, also a playoff team, um, as well as Genoa Kingston. So their four losses are two playoff teams. Yeah. So... You look at them and it's like, okay, so they they may be five and four, but they're they're a solid five and four team. Not that, that 
Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying not that Princeton has to worry about anything, but they're a good 5-4 and four team. Yeah, you can't count them out when they've faced so many teams that, you know, go on to play in the postseason and have uh, faced tests like that. You know, they learn a lot from playing games like that and could come prepared to, to face Princeton. But when you look at Princeton, they just play such a complete football game. I don't think you see any really weak spots on that team. And so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they progress through the postseason and what they can put together. Yeah, you look at um, Princeton, they've scored <clears throat> in the last seven weeks, 49, 44, 49, 41, 49, 42, <laughs> 49. Yeah. So they do for like a 42 and then another 49. But yeah. I mean, they continue to put up big what points. What about a 50? Yeah, put right? one up there. And then, um, I mean, if you look at it, they're barely giving up. You know, a lot of times it's a shutout. Two shutouts, two games they've given up. Three games they've given up. Four games they've given up seven points. So really well put together team on both sides of the football and excited to see what they can do this postseason. And also, if you remember the game against Newman, they were up double digits at halftime in that game. and then 21-10, right? Yeah, yeah. Second, or third quarter, they were up 21-10. And it just got away from them. So this, but this is a Princeton team that could very well make a deep <laughs> run. And remember, a couple, it wasn't that long ago where Princeton was uh, number one again. I think it was like 2015 and they made a very long run into the playoffs, I think to the quarterfinals or semifinals that year. Um, also in 3A, um, for the second straight year, the Alleman Pioneers get Byron in the first round. Uh, Alleman, I mean, that shows how important Friday night's game was. If they win Friday night, they're probably hosting a first-round game. Instead, they go on the road to take on a really good Byron team. Byron's giving or, or scoring 45 points a game. I mean, they're a machine. They, they just beat Dixon the last game of the season, 62-21. to 21. Now, Dixon's not very good this year. Dixon's but, um, in the playoffs. Are they really? But they're not that great. Five and four. Yeah, um, they're playing Stillman <laughs> Valley in the first round. So, um, Thanks. Boy, this guy just constantly corrects me. Um, <laughs> just so, making sure we're yeah, at That's why a, we a, pay a, him yeah. the big bucks. A, a, yep. tough, a tough draw for Alleman. It's a, it's a one o'clock game on, on uh, Saturday. But for the second straight year, nah, <laughs> no? we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we haven't divvied stuff up yet. So... Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see if Alleman can. Last year, the same fate, and, and it was a it was a quick Katie bar the door. Yeah, Katie bar the door quickly. Yeah, so to a, a tough <laughs> matchup for Alleman in, in round number one. The last three years, they've had a tough first round draw because uh, the year before the game last year against Byron was against Chicago Rabby. Yeah, and that was Katie Rabby. Yeah, Rabby Rabby. No, 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 it's Rabby. Rabby. No, well, it's Rabby. Well, whatever. It was Katie bar the door. <laughs> it's Rabie. Well, they got bit. Uh, Rabie, Rabie, whatever. They got bit bad. It's not um, whatever. It's, it's Rabie. Well, all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Alleman is... Uh, it's, it's, they lost. it's also Alleman, not Alleman. Okay. Um, Nate Sheets, 92 yards rushing against Rocky, two TD receptions. I think that, uh, ro- uh, that the Pioneers need to uh, continue to open up holes, and I think they need to get a turnover, too. That will help them stay on the field against Byron. This is a, a game that if you're all in and you're excited about, even though you're 5-4 going up there, just because of what happened last year, it's a chance at redemption. I mean, you lost to a team last year that was second in the state. A really good team. And there were people predicting that Byron is going to get back to that state title game again this year, maybe potentially win it, depending on who you're asking from that playoff show that would happen on Saturday. Um, so if I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this matchup. I'm, I'm looking forward to this matchup. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, you know what? Let's go get one, not just for us this year, but for those seniors that played yeah. last year and Make didn't a get statement. a chance to win. But there was someone in that, on that title, on that show, that uh, predicted 
Byron's opponent, Allman, to win it all. Wasn't it there? And it wasn't Matt Randazzo. No, it was Jim Taylor. Did you hear about that? Jim, no, I Jim, didn't. Jim Taylor picked him to win it all. Hey, good alum. He, he's, a, he's an alum. Here's the thing, too, is, and, and I, I kind of said this last year, and we'll, we'll see what happens, but if you put Byron in the Western Big Six... They may be five and four as well. I don't know if they're five and four. Maybe That's six, a really well, good football and three, team, but, but I don't know but if they're still. eight and one and, and doing what they're doing. No, probably not. Uh, they, they've played a good schedule. I mean, Byron has played a really good schedule. The Big Northern's schedule. tough. But with that being said, that's the advantage that Alleman has is they've, they've played Moline and they've played Sterling. And, I mean, they lined up with Sterling. So, I mean, uh, they shouldn't be too intimidated by anybody. They won't be intimidated at all. Um, so they do have that advantage, and, and we'll, we'll see if they can go up there and, and I guess, shock the world and, and kind of get a, a big upset victory. And if you look at that, it, it's, it, it's, it's unfortunate because Alleman's a, a good enough team to win a few playoff games, especially in 3A. Oh, absolutely. It just seems are. like the last couple of years they've been uh, playing the schedule that they play. Five and four gets them a first-round game against a really good football team. So if they could somehow get by Byron, yeah. they could have a nice little run. We'll see what happens coming up on Saturday, 1 o'clock kick up in Byron. Four teams from the Big Six make it this year. We beginning of the year we said there'd be five. Yeah. Unfortunately, one did not make it that we had picked, but still, it's uh, not bad. Did we have them. Quincy in? We didn't. It was either Quincy or Geneseo. Some had Quincy, yeah. some had Geneseo. Yeah. It just kind of depended. But yeah, we figured th- we figured there'd be five, and there's only four. So. So we'll see what happens uh, with Alleman. Pioneers are five and one in their last six games, so that does give them a little momentum. See, that was positive for your pioneers. Thank you. After they started zero and three, but uh, there it is. Finally. There it is. But no, the, they start off zero and three, but then they rebounded, gone five and one the last six games. They, and their only loss was last Friday to Rocky, and that was twenty six fourteen. That was a pretty good game. A um, lot of fun uh, matchups coming up in two A, and we'll start with Knoxville because they've been absolutely impressive all season long. Nine and zero in the year. They get a first round home game. They get rewarded with that as they should. Um, a one o'clock start Saturday against Rockford Christian. And, boy, Knoxville, the way they go into the playoffs, I think, is maybe more important than anything else. Losing a game uh, at halftime to Farmington and, and to play the way they played on Friday night in the second half and to get that victory to go 9-0, and they've got so much momentum going into the postseason. That's a really good Blue Bullet football team. Good blue, good blue bullet football team. They've only <laughs> given up 57 points on off on defensive side of the ball, which is just crazy to think. And and they were down to Farmington. What was it? 21 to 21 six. six. And they came storming back to win 31 21. 34 21. I'm sorry, 34 21. So uh, a huge win for them. Huge momentum win for them. Not mm-hmm. that they needed it going in, but that just proves how good this team is. And to be the top seed. It just puts that that mark on you, but whatever, they're they're fine with that, and they're just gonna do what they do: run the ball and yeah. run the ball and run the ball. And if you can stop them, then you will beat them. But so far, nobody's been able to stop that run game. That's been very impressive this year. Well, Farmington stymied it. It was the blue but bullet. They didn't, what? they didn't stop it though. But it was the it blue was. bullet for the first half. But it was the blue bullet defense that say that came to the rescue. Five turnovers they forced. In the f- they also picked off four passes in the final five possessions. Three of the Farmers' five possess- final possessions ended with an f- interception. That's what brought, that's what uh, saved the day for the Blue Bullets. And the Blue Bullets need that momentum because in the first round, they're one in seven in their last eight trips. Negative but this Nancy. isn't. But they're a number one team that could make a run to DeKalb. If they can get past the first round. I think they do. I, I think, think they, they do, too. I think they do. I don't think there's any problem here. They're playing a Rockford Christian team that's 5-4. and four. They have won four straight games. Um, one was by forfeit, though. 
uh, to Varna Midland because I think Varna dropped down to eight man. Is that correct? Yeah, yes. So that was a game that was on the schedule that they didn't. No, have I to don't. Play. I think they lost. They 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 pulled it up there. They dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. They they, they had they didn't have enough numbers. Two of them were to teams that are now one and eight. And then the last one was to a seven and two team. Oh, that was to Greg Armstrong's Ottawa Marquette Crusaders. You know, I wish Greg was here to yell. <laughs> Get all fired up like he does. Um, they have so 159 kids. In in Greg's school? Yeah. Yeah. You, that's smaller than my high school. <laughs> that's and that's something. small. Yeah. That, yeah. And I think they. I still think they have a plaque up for Greg being the loudest. Student ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding, Greg. Everybody, Greg's Greg, over. In, we love you. He's over in Northwest Davenport. Everybody's quiet. We can probably hear. We can probably hear. I'm talking. Hear to, just talking <laughs> to his kids. Um, <laughs> but Rockford, Rockford Christian is not going to be a an easy game. No. They look like they could score some points. Yep. But again, it, you have to stop Knoxville's run game. If you can stop their run, you have a chance to beat them. I don't think it happens, but that's what needs to happen if you want to beat Knoxville. Um, other games in 2A, and, and, a, and a, a rematch game is Orion and Newman. This is a great rivalry, two fantastic teams coached by two really good coaching staffs and head coaches as well. Um, Newman gets into the postseason at 8-1. and one. They win their finale. Um, impressive victory over Fulton, 24-8, to eight, I believe. And so you look at that game coming up, and it's these two teams played just a few weeks ago with uh, Newman handling Orion kind of easily. So we'll see if, if yep. they can turn things around in the span of a couple weeks and, and get the job done on Saturday at 1 o'clock. I don't ever want to go up against a chip filler team <laughs> two times in one season, nope. especially when you've already beat them once. I'm not saying that Newman will not beat them again, but Chip Filler will make some adjustments, and he'll have his team ready to go. Uh, same with Brandon Kretzmer, though. I mean, I know this is his first go-around as, as head coach and going into the playoffs as the Blue Machine, and you have a great record, and you have a good seed, but you're playing a team you've played before. So somebody may have to go deep into their playbook and maybe come up with some kind of trick play or something just to throw the other team off to keep them honest in this game. I mean, 28-6, to six, I'm sure the Orient kids are thinking, that isn't us. That isn't us. And Newman knows that. So this, this is going to be a real fun matchup on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and both teams traditionally dominate in the first round. You look at Newman, they've won 12 consecutive first-round games. They haven't lost a first-rounder since 2006. They're 3-0 all-time in the playoffs against Orion, uh, including uh, the last meeting in 2017, which they won 40-14 to in the quarters. But then you look at Orion. Chip Filler, that man knows how to coach in the first round. He's 7-1 all-time in the first round. So, I mean, if there's ever a time where you would say... He's getting loud. Wherever, there, wherever there's a time where you could say, there's 5-4 teams, not just a 5-4 team. They're a scary team. It's Orion. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a lot of fun um, to see if they can come back and, and figure out a few things. And you, you know Chip Filler's going to have those guys motivated. He's been playing the under underdog role the whole year, and, and they get back to the playoffs when people doubted them and didn't expect much from them. So um, that team's going to have a chip on their shoulders, and then Newman's Newman. I mean, that's the first-round playoff game at home, and Newman usually takes care of business in those games, so it'll be a lot of fun on Saturday. The road to get there for Newman would have to potentially, or Orion, whoever wins the game, uh, could good, good save. Could potentially <laughs> go through Knoxville because yep. Knox, they're on that. They'd play in the third round, which would be the quarterfinal yep. round. So that would be it'd be a good game. And at this point, depending on who won, I mean, it, at, right now if everything holds true, it would end up being at Knoxville. So, but 
Don't sleep on that second-round opponent. You know who that second-round opponent would be for Orient or Newman? GCMS, Gibson, Gibson City, City. Melvin Sibley, and they somehow they have a hex, I guess, uh, on the Quad City schools. Yeah, they, usually there's been a lot of teams that's gone down there. You enjoy going down there, don't you, Matt? Man, <laughs> so it's a long... <laughs> don't they have it's a hex a on you with the weather also? That well, yeah, was really cool. It was that bad year. that day, yeah, oh, snowy, man. rainy. And, and, and on, on the preview show, there were... There were people there picking GCMS to win the state title this year. I mean, so, yeah. and, and that would be three in a row for them. They've already gone back-to-back. So they're the wow. two-time defending state champs wow. in that northern bracket. Uh, Mercer County's in the playoffs. Of course they are. Good for that's that. what they Ten do years. They've never missed the playoffs never as missed the playoffs. Mercer County. Six wow. and three. They get a road victory last week, um, a last Friday night of the season, to get to six and three in the year. So um, hats off to Mercer County and what um, Coach Hofer's doing down there. They get a home game as well. It's a three o'clock start down in Alito against Chicago Christian. So we'll see what happens in that game to see if uh, Mercer County can continue their winning ways. Um, they've been playing really good football, especially towards the end of the season. They got a huge road win. Yeah. They needed that. Not, I mean, they're, I know they're at home, and, and at home, they're so, undefeated. Yeah, they're right? 5-0 and oh at home. They haven't lost yet at home, but that's a good road win for them to get a good momentum builder to going into the playoffs. Plus, uh, Mercer County's defense has been outstanding as of late. Um, they only gave up set, they only allowed Princeville seven points. They shut out United. They gave up 12 to Midco. So, they're not, so their defense is what uh, drives the Mercer County boat. And that's a good thing because in the pl- first round they've lost their last five. Where they, the where, where they taking the boat? Yeah, where are they taking that boat to? Uh, hopefully to DeKalb, they would like to take it. Uh, By way of what river? Um, what whatever is? rivers that you can find. <laughs> um, I'd rather take a bus. Also, <laughs> also, <laughs> call. also in two A, um, West Carroll had a really good season, and and that continues into the postseason. But they get a really rough draw in that round number one. Fieldcrest is really good. That's the team. Like, a lot of people remember last year that went into. Um, Orion, week one of the season, and, and almost knocked week one of the playoffs. Of the yeah. playoffs. It was a field goal to and win, it, wasn't it? Al- yeah, and almost beat. No, they, they the Orion scored on a touchdown pass with like ten seconds left to win it. it might have been the next week. It I, was, I know they had a yeah, they had a, they had a field goal in there both, somewhere to come both, back and win. Both, uh, both, um, yeah, both uh, playoff games last year were crazy for for Orion. And um, so, yeah, you could tell then that this was a team that was getting better and better throughout the season um, and in the playoffs, and, and they're 9-0 in the year. So yeah, West Carroll has a, has a big task ahead of them. They go down to Fieldcrest on Saturday. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go they, first. They've been putting up a lot of points, Fieldcrest has, and they beat GCMS, who is the, the two-time defending state champs, which we just said. So they've also beat Carthage, uh, who's not as good as they have been in the past. Uh, Eureka was probably is their closest game. They beat Eureka 21-17 just a couple weeks ago, and then uh, last week they finished with a 34-7 win over El Paso Gridley, who I believe is also a no. They're not. A they played game. Knoxville earlier this year, and I think they put the most points up against Knoxville. Fieldcrest? Oh, El Paso? No, yeah. I'm talking about Fieldcrest. But yes, this, this is not an easy game. But but again, you get to the playoffs, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're nine and zero, you're five and four. This is this is redemption in, in West Carroll. They can go down and, and, and shock the nation here if, if they put everything together. West Carroll does have a couple of uh, outstanding offensive players. Derek Tracy has been their uh, trigger man at quarterback. He does a lot of RPO, run pass option. He had 72 passing, 54 rushing against Aquin, and then Aiden Sullivan ran for almost 150 yards, 142 in their 22-7 loss to Aquin. So West Carroll played in the northwest upstate Illini south, which you have Freeport-Aquin. Undefeated, Forreston, 
always a great 1A yeah. team. And they play um, uh, Ottawa Marquette. Lanark, Eastland, Pearl City, who did not make the playoffs this year. Four and five. Four and five, but still traditionally a good team. And then Savannah did make the playoffs. So only three teams made it, but Eastland Pearl City was is was close. They finished four and five, and and so that's not a cupcake of a conference that they're playing, and that's a tough conference. So if you're El Paso, if you're uh, Fieldcrest, you, you better be ready because you're going to get a team that's been battle tested nine weeks of the season already. We'll move on to one uh, A, and one A is loaded in our area. Um, gosh, I think as seven, always seven teams, I believe, and we'll start at the top because. Anawan Weathersfield special season continues. They they capped off their first ever perfect season as Anawan Weathersfield um, on Friday night with a victory, um, an impressive one once again. Nine and zero in the year. They welcomed Lewiston to town um, on Saturday afternoon. I do believe is that like a one o'clock? Yeah, one o'clock. One start o'clock kick. Yeah. Anawan Weathersfield. So um, an impressive season for them so far. That continues on Saturday with a one o'clock kick. And Anawan Weathersfield. If you look at things, I mean, it's it's a it's a good bracket. It's a tough bracket, but. Uh, the number one ranked team, and, and you feel like they can get past that 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 hump and maybe get to a state championship game. Here's the thing: when and when they were announcing these playoffs, and Anawan came out as the top seed overall, they really glossed over that. Yeah. They said, "And your top seed, Anawan Weathersfield, and they play Lewiston," and moved right on to. They didn't mention anything about them, whether or not they knew anything about them. They're your top seed, just like Sterling, just like Knoxville. Um, just like Princeton. Yeah. All of our top seeds got glossed over and really got no credit for what they did throughout the nine sure, weeks. Yeah. Anawan Weathersfield, if I'm them, I take that to heart and be like, you know what? They don't think we're good, even though we're 9-0 and and we won the Lincoln Trail, which is not an easy conference. Go out and prove it in week one and just blow them out by 40 or 50 points and then move on to, move on to game two. This is a team that has all facets on the offense that they've got a run game they've got a great quarterback they got great receivers the line's pretty good up front too and the defense is just as good so if i'm them i'm a little ticked off and have a chip on my shoulder heading into the playoffs great point and you do look at that that bracket and that 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 upper bracket and you you look at the names that are there and we'll talk about morrison being there in just a second but um, you look at some powerful programs like Lena Winslow and, and Freeport Aquin, who's been really good all season long. Um, even Ottawa Marquette, who's a team that's that that that, that they could be waiting for Anwan Weathersfield in round two. Forreston plays, plays Ottawa Marquette. And play, they play Forreston. Yeah, right. So absolutely, I mean, the names are there, but but they're traditional powers and, and they're good football teams this year. But I think Cuff's exactly right. I think people Anwan Weathersfield goes in as a top seed. They probably don't go in as the favorite around the state, and, and they should take that to heart. Yeah, they're the Rodney Dangerfield of teams of the quad no city. respect no respect although they, at <laughs> least at least they announced their name correctly because they yeah, blew up you, did you watch game. any of the uh playoff oh, oh my gosh there's so many names that were mispronounced uh I, i'm sure chip filler is about to get a another pineapple basket coming, <laughs> coming his way because they did just they call him orion orion no, yeah. no they didn't even say that it was orion uh, yeah or, or it's like orion or something it was yeah, really it was bad awful. they did it was bad so yeah chip i'm sure you're gonna get that fruit basket soon yeah, from <laughs> <He's> the <steaks. laughs> i love him some pineapple, pineapple, um, pineapple. but you know, and Anwan Weathersfield's last game against Stark County, they only allowed 160 total yards of offense. And we, you know, we talk about Colton Quagliano, and he's a great quarterback. He's a great basketball player. I mean, as great of a basketball and football player he is, he's an even better kid. <laughs> very humble. Wow. Very humble. You didn't mention he's a good baseball player too, though. That too. <laughs> I mean, and if we're gonna talk about, it, know, let's talk about everything. I mean, he's humble and you, you, he's a great you kid. You really tight with him, Scott? No, but he's a good role model. Have for you the, ever met him? Have I ever met him? No, but I've read about him in the paper. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, anyway. Yes. Uh, 
I think I've maybe run into him once or twice okay. somewhere. Okay, oh, uh, But anyway, um, <laughs> he's a great kid and a great role model. He is. Re- but besides that, this team has got all the parts. Reese Grip had 128 yards rushing. He's been outstanding this year. Julian Samuels has been catching almost everything. He had a touchdown against Sarah County. And, you know, we, we talk about the offense, but we don't give enough credit to that Anawan Weathersfield defense, which is absolutely rock rib as you want. And led by Drake Van Hefty, who's the middle linebacker who's made a ton of tackles this year. Yeah, and he's got a preferred walk-on offer for the at Iowa, right. Iowa as yeah. well. So congratulations to him. I don't know if he'll accept it or not, but um, really good young man from a pretty good family that we all know yep, really, very really well. So um, congratulations to him for that. And yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. it, it th- th- they should take care of business in round one. The, the slate will get much tougher for them, but it's a good, good football team. A- and I think when you have a quarterback like like Colton Quagliano, that can be the difference maker, especially mm-hmm. if the weather stays halfway decent and they can throw the yeah. football the way you want to. In one A, that doesn't happen all the time. And so to have that type of weapon in your back pocket is 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 unheard of. So um, we'll see what Anwar Weathersfield can do in one A. What stocking? Um, yeah, they play the w- they'll play the winner of Forest and Ottawa Marquette, which is a uh, a doozy, which is a premier matchup because of their names, because of the way they pl- because of their tradition. Yeah, and both teams are very good th- are are pretty good this year. Yeah, both teams coming at seven and two. Um, Morrison and it's funny because Morrison's nine and zero in the season. Um, they have that special run, and there they are, the four seed. So. Um, they don't have a. I don't want to say a ton of respect because that's not how you get the seeds. You get the seeds because of priority points and all that kind right. of playoff points. But um, they have a lot to prove, and that defense is really, really good. And it's a fun matchup because it, it's two of our conferences kind of going head to head in our area. When it's the LTC and Ridgewood um, taking on the Three Rivers and um, Morrison, we'll see what happens there um, come Saturday. Yeah, it should be a good matchup. Excited for uh, Bruce Redding and Ridgewood to make the playoffs for the first time in school history. So congratulations to them. Unfortunately, you get a very, very good Morrison team. Um, Can Ridgewood go up there and pull off an upset? Absolutely. They have they have the tools. They have uh, obviously led by Logan Nodine. The kid is tremendous on all sides of the ball. Um, But if you're Morrison, you're just going to keep going and doing whatever they've done all season, man. They, they just somehow find a way every week to get it done. Keegan Anderson this past week had three uh, touchdowns. One was uh, rushing, one was a pick six, and one was a kick return. So yeah. th- three different ways. He's to, so fast. He's, he's so yeah. fast. You got Nate Helms as a quarterback. You got uh, Riley Wilkins as a, as a running back who, if you don't give it to him, he's just going to block for somebody else to get it open. Ryan Odding has done a great job with this team this year. Um, maybe overlooked to start the season. Nobody's overlooking them now. They they have everybody's full attention at, at 9-0, and including uh, Ridgewood. So this is going to be a fun matchup, 4 o'clock on Saturday. It's returned the tradition to Morrison. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I grew up in the Three Rivers. Morrison was always the team. Did that you, you bathe in the Three Rivers, huh? too? What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just wondering. Go on. <laughs> the, they were the team that you always circled. They were the team that you wanted, that if you beat them, you made your season. And the Mustangs had a down stretch, but they're galloping back. They're 12. Oh, I see what you did there. They're 12 and 2 in their last 14 playoff games and two state championships in, the, in that run also. It's been a few years since they've been in yeah. the playoffs. So yeah. this team has, these seniors, these players from Morrison have never experienced playoff football. So again, this is why it's a good matchup. 
none of the kids from Ridgewood have experienced playoff football fun, before. Fun to talk to Coach Outing after the game and, and, and uh, Good guy. go live with us. And he kind of mentioned any type of publicity they can get for this program and stuff, which was, was kind of fun to hear. But um, they've had a special season. They, they, they know that. They've put that to rest. They know that's the regular season. A whole new season starts right now, and we'll see if uh, they can get the job done. A fun local matchup, Morrison and um, Ridgewood doing battle 4 o'clock up in Morrison on Saturday. Some other local teams in 1A that we'll keep an eye on as well. Um, Fulton has had a good season. Boy, they go in as a 14 seed at 5-4. and four. They've played a really good schedule. They, they've been tested a lot. I mean, you look at the crossover matchup that they had with, uh, with Princeton and, and to start the season, and we know how good Princeton is as well. So they, they do have a tough first-round matchup. Freeport-Aquin is very, very good. We'll see if Fulton can, can hang with them uh, come Saturday. Yeah, Fulton. The sad thing for Fulton is they always get thrown into the, when they get thrown in the when they get in the playoffs, they always end up finding uh, getting a Northwest Upstate Illini team. I think it was Millersville last yeah, year. Yeah, that, that, that is, lost that the first is round. excellent. I mean, in their last four games against Northwest Upstate Illini teams in the playoffs, they've lost to them, but they always get the best team from that conference. It seems Fulton is a good team. They lost twenty-five to eight to Newman, but they still they have a chance to. I think they have a chance to hang with Aquin. Uh, Ethan Rash ran for 70 yards. Um, Connor Bar uh, Barnett threw for 142 yards passing. What killed them against Newman? Seven turnovers. Mm -hmm. yeah. Three, by inter three that, interceptions, yeah. four fumbles. There, that game left a lot for, honestly, for both teams to clean up. There were a lot of little mistakes here and there that led to the ball being turned over, and then suddenly they're in the red zone. It, it's just a lot that it gives them a lot of material to work on over the, the next few days before they, they go for that game. And, and impressive the fact that they can stay within 16 points yeah. after turning the ball over. That many um, times. Seven times. So the, the thing with Aquin is they may be 9-0. and They've given up a lot of points this year. Yeah, so, dang. So they're not unbeatable, even though they are unbeaten. It's just they seem to outscore everybody at this point. So if you can get a couple stops defensively and hang with them when you get the ball and, and score your touchdowns as you need to, um, they're, they've, given, they've given up quite a few points this year. So not out of the realm of possibility to see Fulton, who's been tested in the Three Rivers this year, uh, potentially get a win in that opening round. A few more games in 1A we want to touch on real fast. And, and she just did some out there. They've given up 162 points this season. Really? Yeah. Freeport Aquin has. Yes. Yeah. That's a lot. So That's a lot. For a, a, a seed that. That's at least 18 points a game. At least 18 a game. It's I just not, did math. It's not at least. It is 18 points yeah, a game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's no. Good I for you. I just did math. I think your calculator on your phone did the math. Don't tell anyone that. <laughs> or she, or she's a baseball fan. Uh, you know, 160 divided by nine. <laughs> 18 yeah. used to be the way they used to do the baseball. Absolutely is okay. what it is. Um, <laughs> Uh, a few more games we wanted to mention real fast. Uh, Stockton is 6-3 and three in the season. They go on the road to Princeville. We know Princeville very well, being out of the LTC. Um, a 7-2 and two game for, uh, for Princeville. And Princeville winning last week against Ridgewood probably decided who was going to be staying at home and playing. If, if Ridgewood wins that game, they're 7-2. and two. They maybe have the home playoff game and, and, and not have to go on the road as well. So um, a good matchup between Stockton and Princeville. What's surprising is last year Princeville was 9-0 behind the running of Adam Sneddon. They, he was they, your guy, wasn't he? Well, he was one Man, that we knew very well. No, we talked about him all the but, time. But this year, Princeville has gone to the passing game, and they used it to uh, really uh, attack Ridgewood. Um, on they have four, they have four touchdown passes from Samuel Street Miller. He also had a touchdown run, and that went over the Spartans. So uh, Princeville going to the air, but Stockton 
Very good team. They've won their last three uh, games in the playoffs against LTC School. This is the ninth straight year Stockton has made the playoffs. So they're uh, very familiar with making the playoffs. Only seven years removed from finishing second in the state. They went 13-1 and that year in 2012. One other game to talk about in 1A, and it's A-Town. Um, they make the playoffs as well. Which town? A-Town? Um, it's, it's one of two. <laughs> it's A-Town. Um, <laughs> they take on um, Hiawatha, 6-3 um, and um, A-Town. will take on 8-1 and one Hiawatha. Um, that game is at 2 o'clock at Hiawatha on Saturday. Um, A-Town had a good season. And, and the Prairie Land uh, finishing second, I do believe, behind uh, Knoxville. So we'll see if they can continue their, their fine season. Lucas Tickham is their quarterback, and he's a senior. He is uh, the man that leads the Tornado offense. Uh, but they had a good game from East, Easton Schister. He had two interceptions and over 110 yards receiving. And Drake DeJanes had, almost, <coughs> uh, had over 135 yards rushing, two touchdowns in their win over Peoria Heights. Uh, one other thing, the last time Hiawatha won a playoff game, 1987. So, so it's been a while is what you're saying. A long looking, while. Looking at their stats, they're pretty explosive. Uh, they've had only one game under 40 points scored this season. So they're pretty explosive uh, as far as offensively. A lot to get to this weekend. Um, four games on the Illinois side of the river will be played on Friday night. We'll have those for you on our last edition of The Score on Friday. Oh, no. But we will have plenty of football coming up these Saturdays. Um, we'll take over basically the uh, the uh, news on, on Saturday as well and give you a ton of high school football action because the remaining games that aren't playing on Friday, of course, a big Saturday high school football. We'll have it all covered for you on the score. So um, a few reminders as we always go through as well. Make sure you check out um, our Twitter handle. It's um, at the score WQAD. Follow us on Twitter for all your updates that you need throughout the night and throughout the Saturday because Stockpile does a fantastic job. Um, make sure you check out the score instant reacts. We'll be doing that on Friday then as well, kind of talking about the four games that do happen happen on Saturday so that if you're going out on Friday, I should say, so if you're going out to your games on Saturday, you need something to listen to along the way, um, we got you covered on that as well. And of course, the score on Friday night is the only half-hour high school football show in the entire Quad City area. We've had a blast giving you nine weeks of high school football. we got one more week to go um, on Fridays, and then of course, as I mentioned, plenty to get to on Saturday as we scour the area and give you all the high school football action that you need. So, um, once again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast throughout the season. Um, subscribe to them so you know when we, we get them up. Um, also, make sure you give us some feedback as well. If, if you think that Brian Stocking is annoying as, as we do, uh, make sure you let us know as well. But we love the man. We <laughs> do love him. And because of that, we'll let Stockpile tell everybody goodbye. So long, everybody. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> Auto Trader.